Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Yeah, what a start. Bit of plush from Stone Temple Pilots. I used to play this song as. When I was a player, when I was, you know, feeling like I needed a pickup, and uh, it would just blast, mate. Going to rugby league, going to training, going to a game, coming home late at night, and I'll just spout out Stone Temple Pilots in the song um, just to get my mood up. And just talking a little bit about mood, I watched Anthony Joshua yesterday in the boxing, watched the fight, felt his pain, listened to him after he grabbed the mic off the the uh, the ref. Um, no, no, the, the MC in the middle of the ring and had his, had his four minutes in the ring and then walking out and watching him go off and then I thought, man, I've got to listen to the post-match um, chat for Anthony Joshua. One thing that was really clear is that we saw a man who basically the world had crumbled in and around him and that strong exterior that we saw Anthony Joshua, we heard that in our last podcast with Stephen, talk about Anthony Joshua, the man, the mentor, the inspiration for kids, and so on. Finally, sort of say, oh, I'm at the I'm at the end of my tether, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because all last week we went, you went down to Hawke's Bay, you had your mum there, uh, your your second mum there, as his mum, and your dad there. And one of the things that they spoke and was really poignant was, you they're just athletes, like give them a break. They're just like you and me, and we are putting too much pressure on them. Then we look at Anthony Joshua come on the back of the at the top of the tree, the top of the mountain. Anthony Joshua fills stadiums with 90,000 people. Basically, just lose it. Tears start flowing. He's basically he's just gone, man, I don't know where to go. And for me, it sort of got me thinking, what are we really doing with the social media stuff in and around, especially that social media, making sure that we're trying to protect our our 
our athletes? Because for me, it's really about the control of messaging getting back out there into the um, public space. Anthony Joshua, for instance, is, you know, he's, I know you keep saying, well, if you're going to do this, you have to take the good with the bad. But I think the bad has got really bad. I think, Mm. I think people now don't understand the type of impact that, that these, and the pressures these people are under. And for me, Anthony Joshua is sitting there today after losing to um, Usyk and going, actually, do I want to carry on? Do I actually really want to carry on? I've got so much riding on, on me that is it, is it good for my mental health? So I just wanted to open that up with you, Izzy, and talk a little bit about that. You know, is there some solutions moving forward or are we going to continually see the <laughs> likes of Anthony Josh? We saw Tyson Fury. Remember when he, he retired? I've had enough. I've, he had yeah. a, he, he, And he openly talks about mental health. Are we seeing a really shift at the top with our, our, our athletes and our elite athletes in that mental health space going from, I'm going to say, worse to even like breaking the bad on this on this mental health stuff, especially with social media. The landscape's changed, Kempia. Like it's the social media has just really enhanced it and just made it easier for for people to voice their opinion. And, and don't get me wrong, they, like we can all have it. I've been through the situation, probably not at the heights of, of Anthony Joshua filling out ninety thousand uh, people stadiums, and, and he's an individual athlete, so I was a part of a team, so it's totally different. But I've I've been in that situation when you've You've felt the spear and you're and you've woken up and you feel like you're not good enough. A lot of thoughts and, and things are going through your head. You know, what am I? Who am I? Who was Anthony Joshua? We know Anthony Joshua the boxer. But people know him as a father, as a brother, as a partner, as a son. You know, like those are the things that people forget that they are just normal people and they do feel hurt and they do feel the pain, but they do ride the highs as well. Don't get me wrong. And that is what sport does. So for Anthony Joshua after this uh, little melee, and, and I was a lot bit like uh, Stephen yesterday, like when you see him, what he was doing post-match and taking away the limelight from Usyk, you probably think like, wow, well, this fella's lost it. What an idiot. And you, and you start point, point, you know, the arrogance of him, uh, what, what the ego. But then you dig a little bit deeper and, and you understand that this is a man that's gave it all and he's fell short. And you start questioning you start questioning, um, you know, who, who am I? What am I? Do those people like me? You, you're walking down the street and you're, you're looking at people and going, oh, well, he's useless. He got knocked out by Usyk or he lost the Usyk. So those are the things that go through your head. So for Anthony Joshua, I feel like he just, look, I know he hasn't fought many times over the last couple of years, but the one thing that helped me is I, I really stepped away from, from rugby. And I know he wants to stay busy, busy and stay active, but try and, get away from it for like a week, maybe a couple of days, just really get away and reflect. Find what's what motivates you, what drives you. He's got a family. He's got a, um, a mother and a, and, a, and a father. or He's got family members close to him. Go spend time with them. Find out your circle. Bring them tighter together and, and just, yeah, figure out why you do what you do. You know, like you can't impress 20 million people, you know, or continue to try and press every single person in the world or all your supporters because that will drain you. And it gets hard, man. It gets hard. You carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. It's just impossible to carry that on. So shrink the circle, figure out your why, and um, and find that love again. But, mate, yeah, I've seen that, Kempe, and you alluded to it earlier, just the mental health and sport, which we talk about it every week, but are we genuinely invested into it? Do we genuinely care? about these people that 
give us so much joy and satisfaction? It's interesting. I don't think we do. No, and you know, like it's a it's a it's a space I think that we need to be really conscious of. I remember I went to a conference uh, in Sydney and I met a guy, his name was Matthew Johnston. And Matthew Johnston was a, a uh, he was a, a venture capitalist who worked in New York. He was a high, high earner. Like, you know, he had the world at his feet. And he was telling me a story. I, I was sitting next to him on a table at a conference. He was telling me a story. He goes, I was like, oh, you know, you know, I'm Tony Kemp. He goes, oh, I'm Matthew Johnson. I'm from Melbourne. He goes, oh, I was. I went to New York. I was a merchant banker, and, and I used to work in the exchange over there, and I was making loads and loads of money. And we just got talking like that. And he said, mate, and then I got depressed, you know. Mm. And um, I said, oh, really? And we were just talking like this. And he goes, yes, I wrote a book. And he, wrote, and he wrote the book called The Black Dog. And it's actually a – he gave me a book. He was at this thing. And he actually, next minute, he goes up and stands up and he talks. He was actually the guest speaker, mate. He was just sitting at the table with me. And we struck this really um, great, great, great relationship. He gave me the book, and he's illustrated this book called The Black Dog. And he basically talks about the black dog and the way that what depression is, and that can either be a massive dog that overtakes you, or you can shrink that dog and live with it, and 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 it would always be there. But you've got sort of control and the tools to help you keep out of this this black dog space. Well, I never knew it at the time, but I had depression, and I'd read this book. And it sort of op- started opening up doors for me. And I was going, yeah, man, I've, I feel that way. You know, like I don't want to go outside some days. I don't want to get out of bed. Um, and then the, the way that he had illustrated this book, which was really simple, started to talk to me about, man, you've got this you've got this, this black dog that's hanging over you. And what he said to me when I was talking to him was like, mate, we all, we all have the dog. You know, mm-hmm. it just depends on how big this is. And I saw that with Anthony Joshua yesterday. When he broke down, his dog was getting bigger, and he was wondering in himself, like, "I'm, you know, his his conversation was, I'm letting people down. My team is working so hard. Do you know where I've come from, and and, and so on." And I think, from my point of view, what it illustrates is that we have to be really careful in this space of everyone's dog, and what it's travelling and where it's travelling to, whether it's it's getting bigger or it's getting smaller, and not to add to the size of it, mm. and one of the things that got me out of it was that what I used to do was stay really busy and my dog wouldn't grow because of my busyness. But there was one stage in my life where I lost my the Warriors coaching job and things weren't going my way and my dog grew. And all of a sudden I fell into this depressive state and I, and I had depression, I got diagnosed with it and so on. Um, but I, by meeting people like Matthew Johnston and then going to get some help, you can actually work through that. Like you said, take time out. Find your space, mm. you know, find what's really important to it. And I gave some advice um, to my son on Sunday. He was talking a little bit about, you know, one of his friends and, and this is where they're at, and, you know, and they're worried that people aren't um, talking to him and, and bits and pieces like that. And I said something really simple to him, which, which I do. I say, he needs to close the circles off, mate. You know, the person he needs to worry about is himself. So he needs to go to work with himself, get exercising, go to the gym, just think about things, doing doing what's good for him, and stop worrying about other people. Because if you take all that away, which is what Anthony Joshua is doing at the moment, it looks like he's worrying about everyone. He can then worry about himself. And I've got this mantra: if you don't look after yourself, you can't look after anybody. Yeah, beautiful, you know? Kempi. Great wise words, mate. Honestly, that is so poignant. Like just looking after yourself, and like I'm the same, mate. 
I, I suffer and I, I deal with things every single day. And everyone just sees the bubbly Izzy, you know, the one that's always smiling. But deep down, bro, these days I don't even want to bloody get out of bed or be a part of it. But you just got to figure out what's for you and your why. And your my why is right here crying next to me. My Tilly. Your little my Tilly. My little darling. And I think that's what Joshua's got to do. He's got to go back and, and see his family because he'll feel the weight of a nation on his shoulders. And he feels like he's letting everyone down. But he'll be right. And Tilly, you got a bit of a sore head. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, looks like Arlo's got another one of those conversations coming up. Arlo. I'm going to come over there and have a wee conversation with you, mate. All right. <laughs> All right, that is uh, <laughs> talking Anthony Joshua, uh, Alexander Usyk, and really just talking about the mental health of our athletes. Um, you know, we, we, we athletes go out there, they try and perform, and sometimes they just fall a little bit short. We need to rally behind them and not crucify them. Um, there you go. Anthony Joshua. Good work there, Kemp. You're talking about mental health. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91